Right, so some commentaries say the reason why uh, Yosef protests and tells his father why that he should not put his right hand on Menashe's head, even though it seems very audacious for Yosef to protest, pr- protest what Yaakov was doing, the Rashbam says that Yosef um, put his right hand uh, Yosef thought that his father thought that Yosef had presented his children with Menashe being on the right of Yosef and and Ephraim being on the left of Yosef, and so therefore he was just he knew he didn't think his father wanted to bless the uh, younger child with his right hand. He just thought his father may have thought that Yosef Yosef thought his father thought that Yosef thought that he should put his older son on the right side of Yosef. And therefore, Yosef said, Dad, no, I, I actually didn't put my the children in the way that's right for you. I put them in the right for me. I'm sorry. Here, um, Dad, actually, the I put them, I set it all up for you. The right side is the older son. The left side is the younger son. That's what um, the Rashbam says. But other commentaries, like the Al-Sheikh, don't uh, follow this interpretation for one reason, because Yosef's words, no, dad, no, it sounds like he's like upset, like, like, like dad, stop. Some commentaries say that Yosef was saying, um, I know what happened to me when you favored me, and I don't want you to do the same thing to my children. Don't favor the younger brother. That doesn't end up well. And the Talmud actually says that a person should not uh, change his behavior towards one of his children and cause favoritism, it causes, it causes jealousy. That That's an explanation. Um, but let's see deeper explanation. Let's go right in the beginning of our uh, PDF over here. B'parsha Seinu Mesupar K'etzer Hamid Yosef Es Shnevan of Ephraim and Asher of Yaakov Kadesh Yivarchem This week's Torah portion says how Yosef arranges his two children in front of Yaakov, to bless, that they, in order that they should be blessed. Yaakov places his right hand on Ephraim's hand, head and his left hand on Menashe's head. When Yosef sees this, it wasn't good in his eyes. And Yosef says to his father, Know that. This is the older son. Put your right hand on his head. And Yaakov says, "Yes, I know my son. He will be great. Your younger son will be great, but his young, but his, I'm sorry, your older son will be great, but his younger brother will be even greater. And that's why his right hand will give the blessing to the younger son, because younger son will be even greater." The reason the oldest son receives a greater blessing than the other sons is because he is considered to be more important than the others. He has a different stature in the eyes of Torah, in the eyes of truth. Uh, there it is mentioned here, but the Arizal says the reason why it's a custom, why it's a halacha, to honor your oldest brother is because the oldest brother receives the entire spirit of the father. And all other brothers are nourished 
by the spirit of the father that's present in the oldest brother. So if God made Menashe the oldest brother, then certainly he was the oldest brother and he certainly has that importance. So if Menashe is indeed more chosen to be the firstborn, not Menashe, sorry, if Menashe is more important, yeah. if Ephraim is more important than Menashe, as Yaakov demonstrates, so then why did God arrange that Menashe be born first? If Ephraim is greater, he should have been born first. Why was it arranged in heaven in a different way than the way that Yaakov said things should be? If, if Yaakov was correct that Ephraim was more important, then why wasn't he born, born first? So this tells us that although the younger brother will be greater, there is an advantage that Ephraim has over his younger brother. There's a reason why Menashe specifically was chosen to be the firstborn of Yosef. Regarding the blessing of Yaakov, so then indeed Ephraim takes precedence. But regarding other matters, as we shall see, there is an advantage of Menashe over Ephraim. So now we are uh, left to explain all of this. How come, on the one hand, there's advantage of Menashe over Ephraim, that's why Menashe is born first, and how come vis-a-vis the blessing of Yaakov, we say that Ephraim is greater than, than Menashe? Ois Beis. You cannot say about any tzaddik, and much more so our patriarchs and the shvatim, you cannot say that they made a mistake. Or much more so, if something is written in the Torah, which is the Torah of truth, everything in the Torah is true and eternal. The Rebbe's father actually once said that uh, there's, in the Talmud, there are, there are very um, colorful adjectives that various Talmudic sages use to uh, describe the arguments of their contemporaries. There is even the worst uh, description of a, of a argument presented in the Talmud, and the worst insult is bedutahi. It's ridiculous. So Blev Yitzchak said that God himself, his spirit is in the throat of that Talmudic sage who said this idea, and he is also in the spirit of the of the uh, the um, the words of Bedutahi. In the uh, response of the other sages, Bedutahi, this is ridiculous. God said that too. God said the idea, and God said the, 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 that it's ridiculous. Both things are true. There, there are no words in Torah which aren't true. Now, of course, halacha only follows one opinion. But unlike in fourth grade, where you're wondering which one of them is right, and you know the one who is right is the one that the Code of Jewish Law says, that's the way you look at it in fourth grade. But the truth is, the way 
a tradition is that was given to us from generation to generation that everything in Torah is true. Yes, halacha only follows in this world one opinion, but that doesn't mean that this is the only true opinion. In the language of the Talmud, both are the words of the living God. So, having said that, we have a question now. What's our question? Not only is everything in Torah true and eternal, everything, the word Torah means instruction. Everything in Torah is a message for us. This is understood. So if Yosef is saying he is the firstborn, he should get the blessing, that must be accurate. That must be true. It says so in the Torah. It wasn't because of any mistake that Yosef had about his... Uh, it wasn't because Yosef had a uh, mistaken precipitousness of the future of his, uh, of his younger brother, of, of his younger son, Rather, Yosef knew that his younger brother, younger son would be greater. And yet, despite the fact that he knew his younger brother would be greater, Yosef still said to his father, I want you to bless the older son with your right hand. There must be something about why Yosef said this and why this is true. Because the Torah is true and therefore Yosef isn't making a mistake. What Yosef is doing is absolutely true from the perspective of Yosef. Yosef says, yes, there is an advantage of Ephraim, I'm well aware of that, but, but Menashe is the firstborn, and that should be the overwhelming guiding principle about who gets the right hand of Yaakov. That's what Yosef is saying. So both things are true. Both the perspective of Yosef, that Menashe is more important than Ephraim, and the perspective of Yaakov, that Ephraim is more important, are both true. Looking at it from the perspective of Yosef, Menashe is more important. From the perspective, from the soul of Yaakov, Ephraim is more important. By the way, this is something we see throughout the Talmud, as I mentioned before, about the various opinions, Beis Shammai, they ruled according to Gvura. They always are strict because their souls emanate from Gvura. Hashem reveals himself to the souls of Beis Shammai in a different way than he reveals himself to Beis Hillel. They are saying something which is godly and correct and holy and true from the way Hashem filters his truth through their souls of Gvura. And Beis Hillel is saying something which is true and holy through the perspective of of Chesed, and they're both true. And therefore we see, they're regarding Yosef having two children. I think I may be uh, uh, drafted momentarily for the minion. We'll find out soon. Okay, we see that regarding Yosef, how Yosef's life, how would Yosef's life work? 
biologically, who is his first son? God ordains that from, from Yosef comes a Menashe first. That's how things are in the world of Yosef. Menashe is born first. But that's not how they relate to Yaakov. Regarding Yaakov, it says that Yaakov says Ephraim and Menashe are like Reuven and Shimon, that Ephraim comes before Menashe. For Yaakov, the Reuven of Yaakov, the firstborn of Yaakov, is Ephraim. How could they both be true? We'll see. I know that uh, Yonatan is thinking about the kugel of the Alter Rebbe's Rebetzin. Alter Rebbe's Rebetzin made a kugel, and Rabshul Munkus ate the kugel. So the Alter Rebbe uh, was asked by his wife to uh, rebuke Rabshul Munkus. And he asked Rabshul Munkus, How could you do this? I mean, my wife has a very correct claim. You ate the kugel, whole entire kugel. What is that? So Rabshul Munkus says, I have no claims. I have no counterclaim. It was a great kugel. So, from the perspective of Yosef, the great Kugel, the better one, is Menashe. From the perspective of Yaakov, the better one is Ephraim. What does this mean? We have to understand now who Yosef is. We have to understand who Yaakov is. We have to understand who Menashe and Ephraim are vis-a-vis Yosef. Now, Menashe and Ephraim are vis-a-vis um, Yaakov. And what this has to do uh, with us. Okay. I don't remember the exact details of the story. If I, if I remember correctly, the uh, Raga Chavagon uh, once saw a certain statement of the Alter Rebbe in the Code of Jewish Law, and he, which, which he was unaware of. Someone showed it to him, and it, it disproved something that he had said. And uh, the Alter Rebbe put it in parentheses. And the Raga Chavar, like, ay vey. This is impossible. Now I have to figure out why the Alter Rebbe says this is the way it should be and why it's in parentheses. And it's known the Alter put things in parentheses, things that he wasn't sure of that he was going to uh, later rule on. So why the Alter Rebbe say that it is this way? What is his doubt? And so what's going on over here? Is Menashe better? Ephraim is better? Let's find out. Is Gimel. understand difference between uh, Yosef's perspective and, Menashe, and Yaakov's perspective by first analyzing the inner meaning of their names, Menashe and Ephraim. Shnei HaShemes, Menashe, HaShem ki Nashe anil kim is kol amal is kol abeis avi. Ve'Ephraim HaShem ki Ephraim al kim eretz anyi ve'vatem mesaragisha se'ushayri yitzol Yaakov ridosil mitzrayim HaShem ve'vatem k'tzav v'smnugodom inyadzeh. The two names that Yaakov, that Yosef gave his children, Menashe and Ephraim, convey Yosef's feelings about his arrival in Mitzrayim. They convey two opposite feelings. How so? When Yosef gave birth to Menashe, he said, God has caused me to forget all of my travails and hardship and my father's house. On the surface, Yosef is saying, I had a really hard childhood and now things are going better for me. And now things are better. Now I have someone that will make me forget about my hardship as a child. But it doesn't seem that way from Yosef saying, my father's house. It sounds like Yosef would not want to forget his father's house. After all, he was beloved by his father. So was he he saying something else? Let's see the next paragraph. (laughs) Hashem and Nashem maskal Yosef shenashani beis avi shu nimtze b'makosh mezizim shemashkecheyu es beis avi. 
Yosef wanted to highlight by naming his son Menashe that he is in an, an environment that will cause him to forget about his father. I am Yosef named his son Forget in order that he should never forget where he came from. Yosef wanted to always remember that I am in a place that will make me forget about who I am. And therefore he named his son with the word Menashe, which means to forget in order that I shouldn't forget. I am in the place of forgetting. I don't want to forget. So it was, it was, it was his name was, it's counterintuitive, but he called his son by a name, which means to forget because he doesn't want to forget who, where he came from. Rather, he wants to be connected to his father's house. So he calls his son by the name Menashe. What is he trying to say? I should always be connected to my father's house. I should never forget who, where I come from. That's the name Menashe. What does Ephraim do? The word Ephraim means God has made me fruitful in the land of my pain. Yosef is emphasizing that although this is the land of his pain, although this isn't the place he wants to be, but yet despite the fact that this is a painful place, God has made him successful in this horrible place. So Ephraim emphasizes how Yosef achieved something in difficulty, in this difficult place. That Ephraim emphasizes the future and the, and the present of Yosef, Whereas Menashe emphasizes the past, where Yosef comes from. These two different paradigms, these two ways of thinking of Menashe and Ephraim are connected to two ways that we could look at our presence in the exile. Derech Achasi, there's one way, one thing that a Jew has to be conscious of, being in exile, being around Gentiles, being living in a world that is, that is totally uh, not in sync to what it says in the Torah. It's not like it used to be in the shtetl, that on Shabbos, the whole town was Shabbos. So one thing that a Jew can do is look at all the negativity in the world and say, I don't want this to affect me. He's looking at the negative and saying, I don't want this. And I want to remember where I came from. The Jew is emphasizing and thinking about where he came from. A Jew remembers, he's, I'm in a place that can make me forget about my father's house. I don't want to forget my father's house. He is the guy who was always singing Eifim Pripachik. Eifim Pripachik, Brenta Fayerul. You know that song about the Malamid teaching a child, Kometz Alafa. So this Jew is always into the nostalgia, always into the, 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 the shtetl, always into where he came from. He's always focusing on where we came from. We don't want to be affected by the world around us. This is a bad place. I want to remember where I came from. So the emphasis of the Menashe in our lives is emphasizing how this isn't our place. Look, emphasizing all the negativity in the world today and saying, I don't want to be like this. I want to remember where I came from. There's another way. That a Jew is found and is active in the place of pain. Within the darkness of the exile. 
To the extent that he doesn't remember his father's house so much. In the place of the exile, he makes an effort to bring the holiness of Hashem in that place itself. And not only is he successful in impacting the place around him, but this also causes him to be elevated himself. As the Torah says, God has made me fruitful in the land of my pain. So either we could focus on where we came from and say, I don't want to forget where I came from. And we could focus on the Eifim Pripetschik and sing that song. Or we could focus on the present and think about why did Hashem put me here? What is the role that I have here? Rabbi Reitschik uh, al when he first came to New York after World War II and being in Shanghai and uh, all the uh, various uh, suffering that he had, wrote the previous Rebbe a letter and he said, May Hashem help me that I should know the purpose for why my soul has been brought to these shores. That's, that's the question of Ephraim. Ephraim wants to know, what am I doing here? Menashe has a different question. Menashe's question is, where did I come from? What's going One second, this is all negative over here. I want to remember where I came from. Menashe is about Jewish survival, perhaps. Remember where you came from. Ephraim is about thriving in the exile. And both of them have a relevant message to each of us. They both have something to say to us. We have to have both. You have to remember where we came from. We have to remember what things were like in, in the shtetl. And at the same time, we also have to think about what is the reason we are here and what does Hashem want us to accomplish over here? And there's two different questions. But which question is a more important question? Is it more important to, to ask, where did I come from? Or is it more important to ask, what can I do here? You have to have both. You, have, you can't, uh, in the language of uh, Dr. Laz, one of his raps, to live in the future, you've got to live your past. Fine. But what, what's the, what's the Bukhar? What's the firstborn? What's the, what's the overarching question? What should be in the forefront of your consciousness on a day-to-day level? Should you live more with Ephraim or live more with Menashe? Yonatan thinks, I know the answer. It's for sure Ephraim. Well, that's what Yaakov said. But Yesus said something different. It's simple. See you from tomorrow. These two perspectives and what this means for us. Any questions or comments? All right. Have a great day. Yonatan, great day. Great day, Dr. Bresson. Great day, David. Great day, Jeff. Zaygesund.